Hello, and welcome to our Survey Says podcast series. If you listened to our first podcast, thank you, mom. Specific <laughs> shout out to you. Thank you. If you didn't, uh, welcome. We are so happy to have you. And since it's Thirsty Thursday, grab your beverage of choice, please, and let's get started. Uh, so a little recap of what our series is all about and who we are. So once again, I am Ryan. I am the Director of Customer Success here at Clearly Rated, and I will be hosting this podcast alongside the very talented Bridget Harper. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. I mean, I pay you to say that, so uh, appreciate. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and I wrote it for you to say, so you said it perfectly. <laughs> big, big fan. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I'm... <laughs> I'm Bridget Harper. I'm the VP of Customer Success. Uh, I'm very excited to chat with Ryan every week outside of her forced one-on-ones with me. Um, forced well, is the operative word yeah, yeah. there, everyone. <laughs> you can't get out of it. Uh, both of our roles at Clearly Rated are solely dedicated to our customers' needs. Um, and as we've mentioned in our premiere podcast, yeah, that was last week, which was so good. I mean, we didn't make any mistakes. No mistakes. No one needed to edit us out or down nope. or, you know, there were no corrections, no feedback, uh, which it was, was great riveting since, at every turn. <laughs> since we didn't ask for feedback, we didn't get any, it was weird. Uh, but that's how that works. Um, so our overall theme, we will be discussing the customer experience. We are happy to discuss really anything. Uh, we will open the table to our listeners suggestions and our clients and our coworkers and uh, probably your mom's suggestion. Probably my mom. I was just going to yeah. say, she's right now. I'm just going to assume that she's, you know, our only listener. Cause you know, she's just a supportive mom. So <laughs> she's got, notes. Uh, she's got yeah, notes. she's got, notes. she, she does have feedback, but I didn't <laughs> ask for her feedback. So I won't be, I will not be capturing that today or any day. Uh, survey anyway. says no thanks. Mom. <laughs> survey says no thanks. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let's get started. So today our topic is net promoter score or also known as NPS. And we want to talk to you about why this metric is a game changer. So I'm sure that most of you have heard of NPS, but do you truly know the importance and why clearly rated is dedicated to this metric? So this metric is absolutely a game changer. So I'll kind of go through the basics of net promoter score. So NPS was something that was not created or developed by clearly rated, spoiler alert. It was developed by a gentleman named Fred Reicheld and he used to be a consultant with Bain and Company. And he essentially wanted to pose the question and be able to predict customer loyalty. And so he wanted to be able to do this with just one question. So the question is, how likely are you to recommend XYZ company to a friend or colleague? Then that question is rated on a scale from zero to 10, zero being not at all likely, 10 being extremely likely. Uh, and then they're able to give their, they're able to rate their score. Um, and then you get your net promoter score by, sub, by subtracting, excuse me, your percentage of detractors from your percentage of promoters. And that gives you your overall net promoter score. Uh, quickly to break down. So detractors, passives, and promoters. So a detractor is anybody who responds as zero to six. So these are going to be the people who are working with you. They haven't really felt the wow factor. Maybe they're not feeling the love. Maybe they've had um, 
they've run into an issue, they've run into a complication, something has gone wrong, they are dissatisfied with the service that they are receiving from your organization. A passive is somebody who responds to the survey with a seven or an eight. So these are the people who they're not necessarily dissatisfied, but they, again, they haven't felt the wow factor. They haven't, they don't feel that they're maybe all their needs have been met. Maybe some things have been, maybe things have been, you know, 80% of the way done, but not a hundred percent of the way done They're Yeah. They're not dissatisfied, but they're not, they're just not stoked. Um, and then your promoters are your nines and your tens. So these are the people who are going to go to bat for your organization. These are your brand advocates. These are the people who um, have, <laughs> forgive me, I'm just going to say the wow factor a lot. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> people who really have felt the, the wow factor, they have, they have that awesome service experience and they want to go out and they want to shout it from the rooftop. So those are also going to be the people who you're likely to get a referral from. Um, and the people who are just going to be your biggest brand advocates. <clears throat> oh, I so, mean, that's good. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the question I get a lot, because as you break that down, those nines and tens who are actively recommending working with you, mm-hmm. but eight, eight is so close. Like eight, I mean, so a lovely, lovely so run. eight is great. So how come they're not included in those lovely promoters and do you have you, you want me to answer this question? <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, is that they they technically the passives are even though you're you are subtracting your percentage of detractors from your promoters, passives do play a role in your net promoter score. So it's not that we're leaving them out purposefully. They do, they, they are essentially included, but they really come into play if you have no detractors, let's say, um, or no promoters, essentially. So they are, we are taking their feedback into consideration. The other thing we want to talk about with passives is that we, this is a whole nother podcast topic, but you should essentially be treating them like a detractor because a passive is far more likely to turn into a detractor than they are to turn into a promoter, which Bridget is saying like, okay, they're an eight, that's not too far off from a nine. So, you know, what could I be doing to kind of bump them over that line? But the reality is, is that if they're not, you know, feeling the love, then they're likely going to become a detractor and they're not going to turn into a promoter. So we don't, we won't leave them out. They're, they're important. (laughs) They're important. Yeah. No, I mean, breaking down those three groups, Really the power of NPS is it can be applied to really any experience that you're having. It's B to B, it's B to C. And this is why you might not be familiar with the acronym itself. Or when you say, oh, net promoter score, you're like, oh yeah, I know what mine is. It's a 52. Um, you might not know it, <laughs> but you would know that question. How likely are you to recommend working mm-hmm. At, you know, whatever you just went, you went and bought something at Costco. Are you going to recommend it? Are you working with clearly rated? Would you recommend working with us? Um, and it's really easy to be like, yes, because of X, Y, Z. Um, but when you break down NPS, which you did beautifully, Ryan, way to go. Oh, hey, it's, thanks. It's almost like you work within the data a lot. Uh, Shocking. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that. It's a, it's a pretty simple calculation. And this is what makes this question really, really easy. You can get into massive research studies where you can really dive deep into 
behavior and what's driving all sorts of reasons why your clients are working with you. Uh, NPS is meant to be quick and fast. So you can get a higher response rate from your clients, um, from whoever you're working with, the talent you're placing, whatever. If you have a relationship with them, you should be asking, are they going to recommend your services or not? Um, And then the power comes with these open-ended questions that follow it up. If you're going to ask NPS, NPS is is powerful. It gives you a quick, quick direction. Do you need to be recovering with that service failure if they're a detractor? Do you need to be following up and thanking them as a promoter? Like it is what you do with the data. It is one point and then what you do next with it. So, okay, here's how I'm going to react based on your score. And then this open-ended question that follows it up, which is why did you provide the rating? That is going to give you really the, the meat on this chicken wing, right? I don't know why I'm going to go with the chicken wing analogy, but it sounds I right. like that. Feels <laughs> feels like the right way to go. Um, <laughs> we'll go great with a nice cold beer. Uh, there as you go. Thirsty Thursday, a nice little chicken wing to go with it. Yeah. Uh, I like mine spicy, so don't, don't hold back. Um, <laughs> But as don't you at look, me. <laughs> don't <laughs> at me on this one. Uh, hashtag hot sauce. I don't know. Um, so as you're looking at the open-ended feedback, this is going to give you the why. Why are they going to recommend you? They're going to tell you what you did well uh, or what you failed at. So this gives you even further insight onto your next steps of what to take with just one simple question. Um, And if you love reading, who doesn't? I mean, we're here talking about survey feedback. Survey says NPS, we've got acronyms galore, which we love to share, is reading um, the ultimate question, which is the book that Fred Reichheld really dove into in great detail about different companies that use NPS, uh, the power behind NPS. And it's something that we've just adopted 100% every survey we send is based around NPS. It's why we have response rates above 30%. It's, it's fast. And we say, this is a short survey. Here's, here's what you're gonna get with this. Um, and then what do you do with those that don't respond? This is where you can tell what type of relationship you've got with your clients if they're not responding to your survey at all. If you're not doing any sort of outreach beforehand, telling clients what you're going to do with this information, they need to know why it's important to respond. So you've got to be extra communicative. This is one of the things that we hear all the time from survey feedback is lack of communication. I don't know what's going on. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to start any sort of program, any survey, any, if you're going to ask for your client's time, you got to tell them why, and then you got to do something with it. So NPS is powerful. What you can do with that feedback is powerful. If that lives in a vacuum, if it's not getting shared internally, if it's not getting pushed back to those that did take time to reply, you got to thank them. You got to tell them what you're going to be doing with it. And for all of those that didn't respond, you've got to share like, hey, sorry, 
we didn't hear from you this time. We would love to hear from you next time. Here's what we learned from all of the feedback that we got. Here's what we're doing really well. And here's some places that we're going to improve. Like be transparent with, with your actions. And then you should see some improvement in your response rate. Um, and is your data even up to date? Like, don't send me a survey and have my name wrong. Like, you don't yeah. know me. We work together. Or just say, hi, valued client. You're so valuable. I don't even know your name. Okay. There's well, literally nothing worse than getting a survey that says, dear valued customer. Like, oh, just do better than that. Yeah. You know, unless you are truly a B2C where you do not know who just came through your shopping aisle and bought five packages of pens, you shouldn't, True. right? And they say, tell us how our service was. Yeah, you're right. You don't know my name. But if you are B2B, if you have clients, you know their names. If you don't know their names, like, okay, well, let's take a business one-on-one class. First step, just, yeah. <laughs> first step, learn their name. Um, learn their name. It's going to be really helpful. So digging into NPS, you can see why we're such advocates. It is, it's really easy. And that's what market research, sometimes at large, misses is that it is so complicated. You need an analyst to come in and tell you what to do and where your shortfalls may be, your pitfalls, anything that you might need to be working on. With NPS, you can hand this to anybody. Anyone can understand how this works. Anyone understands this is a detractor, they're unhappy. This is a promoter, they're really happy. Here's what you should do. So making it really simple so you can communicate it internally, externally, that's why it's been adopted by all different types of industries. So with that in mind, yeah. Ryan, what yeah. type of examples do you have or can you share about how clients and different customer bases, industries, whatnot, use NPS? What you got? What do you got in that yeah, toolbox? Absolutely. Well, the other thing I think that's important to point out with this is that it customers also benefit from this survey. So their feedback is going to benefit you, the person who's asking for it, but it's also benefiting them because if they're going to provide their feedback, it the client then needs to take action on that. And then the action that is taken only then benefits the customer because if there's an issue that needs to be resolved, it's likely that that, the, that initial customer is not the only person who's experiencing that. And so having as much feedback as possible and understanding it from a process level too, depending on what your business is and the type of clients that you serve, there is an, there's an absolute benefit to the customer or to the client from giving, from providing their feedback and from being asked this question from really, you know, taking the time to, to, to provide your open-ended feedback. Like Bridget mentioned, we, yes, net promoter score is an easy metric. It gives you a really easy benchmark you've got something measurable that you, that you can look at that you can take through and you know share within your organization but then it's that open-ended piece of it that is even more important because you really do need to know the why and then the customer needs to know okay okay first of all why is it important that I respond but how is this going to benefit me and those are the two things to call out when you're doing your pre-survey communication if you're going to set this up you better believe that 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 is a very important step that you don't want to skip when you're when you're doing this. Um, 
But you asked me a question about, <laughs> about why it's widely used and why it's important. So I also think the other important thing to note here is that this is not net promoter score is is widely used like brands that you know really well. So USAA, Apple, Nordstrom, Costco, Whole Foods, any of these places that you know you've come to know. I can guarantee you that almost all of them use net promoter score. They, you've probably gotten a survey from them that says, how are we doing? That question is the net promoter score question. They are wanting to know how their, how the service was so that they can continue to provide high level service. So for example, Nordstrom has an extremely high net promoter score. And I also think it's important to point out that, that NPS can be negative. So you can go from negative 100 to 100. And so people always, my clients specifically, they're like 60% seems terrible. And I'm like, you think that because you are relating it to the grade that you got, like you're think, taking this percentage and you're like, well, 60% is like a D. I don't think that this is great, but net promoter score. And it also kind of depends on the benchmark within your industry, whatever that, whatever that industry benchmark is set up, but it's, it's yeah, it's important to, to, to know that it goes from negative to negative 100 to 100, but like Nordstrom, for example, has an extremely high net promoter score. Theirs is like in the upper eighties. So they have a high percentage of promoters. It's, and I, if you are a Nordstrom shopper, as I am, you know, for a fact that they, <laughs> they have really solid service. You go in there, you have something that you need to return. It's been a little while. You forgot your receipt. They don't care. They'll take it back for you. They'll take it back for you. They'll do it with a smile. They'll ask if there's anything else that you, they can help you with. I will 100% give them a 10 out of 10 for that because they have just saved me time. I don't have to go back and find my receipt. I don't have to go through this whole rigmarole. They have provided me ex exceptional customer service. But these are, there are so many popular brands out there that are using this because they want to be able to differentiate themselves amongst their industry, just like our clients want to be able to do. And so we're not the only, you know, we're not the only ones who are doing this. So that was a really non-succinct way to say all of that. So you're welcome, Bridget. You can follow up and. No, it's good to, it's good to know that, you know, it is important to note that it has that wide swing of negative 100 to a positive one. You can't get higher than a 100. Um, hmm. And using, you know, Nordstrom on the positive and like, you know, when you go to Nordstrom or Costco, Costco's got a really strong NPS too. There's, there is a correlation there where you have a happy feeling about working with these companies that if I say, oh, what about Comcast? Oh, guess what? Comcast's is bad. Uh, but I don't know anybody that I've ever talked to that's been like, oh my gosh, I had a great experience with my cable provider changing <laughs> right you got to have 12 lines of phone calls you got to talk to 18 managers and eventually you will get hbo turned off i mean it's eventually that, at least that's my experience is yeah it might like, take two years yeah. but it's gonna happen it's gonna eventually Do you happen. think costco has such a high net promoter score because of the free samples this is a question i have for costco I mean, mainly we should check we should check their i mean i know during covid that the sample they couldn't do that 
we're we're gone. I only know that because my dad was pretty upset because that's the reason why he likes to go to Costco with my mom Mm -hmm. is to eat all of the free samples. So yeah, yeah. They're living their best retired lives. Good on <laughs> them. Um, <laughs> but with NPS, other good benchmarks, like you had mentioned, Ryan, we we do we do benchmark multiple industries. So go to clearlyrated.com to check any of those out. Um, but a nice little baseline of if you have a 50% NPS or higher, you are doing excellent. You're doing wonderful. We We'll give you an award for that because it's a best of metric. You know, like that one is a good one. Uh, the next milestone to hit would be 70. 70% NPS is world-class. Now, what's funny is about seven years ago, Fred Reichheld mentioned 70% as being a world-class NPS. He has since backed that one down, but we are holding him to it because 70% is world-class. It is. You, you were, you were doing and delivering exceptional service day in and day out. Now you get above those certain really great milestones. It's not a matter of, well, how do I get to 80? How do I get to 90? How do I get to hundred? Reaching hundred is okay. Pretty much. We don't even, yeah, Uh, we, we barely have any clients (laughs) on our end who can like consistently hit hundred percent. That's really really tough to do. Yeah. And you're probably gaming it. So let's, let's have an honest, (laughs) you want to have honest feedback, not uh, forced. So there's exactly, there's that. Um, but there is with NPS, the biggest thing that probably most of our B2B clients really like is the potential for growth. This is something here with NPS that is another powerful driver is you've got With promoters, growth opportunities, they're more likely to buy more products. They're more likely to spend more. They're more likely to do more with your company. So not only are they going to refer you business, which you should be asking, you should say, hey, you love me. Do you have anybody else that could work with me? Mm -hmm. There's that. But they'll also spend more. They will spend more. Detractors will spend less. They will not promote you. They are not a referral base. And they might not leave right away, but they will not be spending more. With a right. lot of the research we've shown, it is, it is a fact. It's not, maybe they will. They, they will spend less. Right. Um, Either that or they will churn. So those are your two, <laughs> those are your two options. With the spend less or not at all. Uh, or not so at all. protect that bottom line by checking those results. So you know, at the end of the day, we are all about trying to make at least a few bucks, right? So keep your business healthy, ask those questions, follow up, care. Those are really kind of the hot hit list items, wouldn't you say, Ryan? I would say. And we also, we're where our hope too is to have some of our very own clients on this podcast so that they can share some of their success stories with you so that you can directly hear from them maybe what their goal was originally with surveying, how they met those goals, and then now what they're doing with their feedback. I think that'll just be so important to share with everyone to really, you know, understand our own client's experience. But, you know, we'll let them tell you that. We won't, <laughs> we won't steal their thunder and do wow. that for them. So, Well, Ryan, 
I am thrilled to have made it through another episode recording with you. Um, thank you to our listeners. Thank you, Ryan's mom, for listening today. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and this is going to be a surprise. This is something new that we're going to start doing at the end of all of our podcasts. This is one thing that we do in our own survey. We do a shout out. So we're going to shout out somebody. And little does she know, I am shouting out Rachel. She, if you don't know, you can't see her right now or hear her because she's muted, uh, but she is our marketing guru, guru. She is helping us with this podcast. She is editing. She is telling us when we're doing really well and when we need to hurry it up and stop mm-hmm. murmuring on. Uh, she keeps us sane. She is the magic behind the curtain here of Survey Says. So that's our first shout out. It had to go to Rachel. I mean, right, Ryan, it had to go to Absolutely. Rachel. Absolutely. 100%. She really helped us <laughs> kick this off, get it going. We are very grateful for all that Rachel does for us. So shout out to Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Yay. Thank you, Rachel. So thank you for listening. That wraps up our podcast today. If you have further questions regarding NPS, reach out to myself or Ryan at survey says at clearlyrated.com. If you liked what you heard today and want to hear our friendly voices weekly, yes, every week, people, uh, we encourage you to please subscribe to our channel and follow us on our social media, which is at LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Good old Clearly Rated. We're everywhere. Come on and find us. So join us for our next topics we've got coming up right now. It's going to be, let's see, a five-star experience and how to achieve it. I mean, we've given you some little glimmers of what that could be today excellent sneak peeks today Mm -hmm. yeah wow that one i had to say it wow wow (laughs) creating that three-letter experience for your clients Mm -hmm. i can't wait to do that one because ryan and i will say wow and you have a lot every time we do it more Uh, than i said it today so (laughs) yeah it's gonna be great prepared (laughs) Uh, beyond cx to ex how do you prioritize employee experience And until next time, survey says, have a wonderful weekend. Cheers. Cheers, y'all. Thanks for listening.